0: going on everyone and welcome to another episode of carbonate bounty bs with me and the nerds how's everybody doing this week yeah good good evening
1: world wide web
0: definitely (laughs) yep. (laughs) Good, a great evening as we see ken has another nickname with another this will be another episode of conspiracy theories we'll call it yeah (laughs) (laughs) hopefully 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 we'll get one of those on tonight's episode but before we even dive in Definitely. Before we dive into our season two, episode five review of Entombed, let's let DP let us uh, let you guys know where to find us.
2: Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure that you are going on your favorite website um, and getting your favorite um, social media platforms through us and at us and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also on TikTok. Um, if you are listening to us on podcasts, uh, we are on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. On if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you. And also if you're watching us on Facebook, thank you. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and also that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, if while you're on Facebook, make sure that you um join us at the Carbonac Bounty BS the Star Wars group. You see all your favorite memes, your favorite conversation, you know, um, as far as Star Wars, ev- everything is concerned. Um, also leave us some feedback, nurse at nursecyclopedia.com You know, we love getting your feedback and telling. You telling us what we what you think?
0: That's it's definitely a big part of the episode is everybody else's feedback outside of ours. I'm sure Bloody gets you get sick of hearing us daily, right. weekly, you know. Yeah. So it's nice for you guys to be able to carry on our discussions on your own with your your own family or friends or even in, as you said, on the Facebook chat. So definitely keep firing it up and keep the discussion going. But um, yeah, you know, kind of starting this off, we'll lead lead this one off with Hitch. I mean, we had a it gave us kind of an interesting talk point kind of leading into this episode as far as overall feeling, maybe um, just kind of maybe leading into season two, kind of almost our not really halfway point, but maybe a first third. So we'll mm. call it the first act of this. Um, so, yeah, we'll let Hitchley into this and, and maybe hear some of his thoughts uh, as we kind of lead it. We'll say act one of three of this bad bad yeah. kind of series.
3: Yeah. So I think, you know, th- this episode, this they were kind of losing my attention last week. And, and I think some of it has to do with how good the really the third episode was that, that, uh, that the tale of, you know, crosshair and commander Cody had a really like, it was pastiche of uh, blade runner and a lot of other stuff. And it was very interesting to me. And then last week felt very, let's go on an adventure. And I know this is a cartoon where we're going on adventures. And I think that's really cool, but in comparison to how serious and like artistic, and really, I mean, just gorgeous that episode was. Episode three, I just thought it left a lot to be desired. And then, episode, this episode sort of started out. Wanda Sykes taking us on another. Is she full of shit or not? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? That was kind of interesting. But, uh, and then Ken, you really, you really pointed this out. We were talking offline and you really put your, your hit the nail on the head. It was very much like Raiders of the Lost Ark, even with a boulder, right? You got a boulder. Yep. Yep. And then, and then this episode got my attention back taking a left turn and being a Rick and Morty episode all of a sudden, where they they pull they pull the thing and you're like, oh, I wonder what death trap they've triggered. But no, the entire mountain explodes and this like like humongous humongous monster. mech monster giraffe just starts going insane and destroying the countryside for no reason that we can we can decide. You have no idea why this is happening, uh, and and that was one this is like one of the funniest cartoons uh, for star wars that that they've made and two uh it it was unexpected and it made me uh very interested in what was going on uh i will also say the resolution of having this thing just die (laughs) like they killed this thing like they went in on this treasure dive and ended up killing this thing that was the only living thing on the planet right who knows why i was there who knows who put it there it's been there for thousands of years you know what i'm saying and now it's dead they just leave and I love that, that that the ending where there's like this the destroyed mechs in the background, and they're just flying off the planet, and, <laughs> and the music's all triumphant, I'm like yeah, well, we did it. And it just cuts to Dave Filoni, <laughs> <laughs>
2: our Lord and <laughs> Savior. Andor, Dave Andor, you
1: know, do you know what I watched after this episode?
3: What'd you watch after this episode? Andor. Andor. Yeah. Mm. It was yeah.
2: That's the algorithm for the you. Good
3: soldiers follow orders. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely So Raiders of, the,
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark Also a um, You know a, a, a birth child Of our father George Lucas And this episode basically covered that To a T um, I think they were looking for something that you That built The teamwork aspect of Bad Batch But then how do they react When they're split up Because that was the other thing because they weren't all together for most of this episode they were split up there was this you know this incident that you know this avalanche that split them up, so it was nice to see how the different groups could combine and become a team that would you know solve the problem. Again, I hear you, you know, I hear you guys saying like last week's episode was kind of like soft and this week's episode isn't quite as, uh, you know, triumphant as we'd all like to see from this, this genre of Star Wars. But I, I feel like this is, this is what it, this is what it is. This is what this group is. They are, they have missions. They're trying to earn money. They, they're trying to get themselves back into some sort of respect. I mean, they're just, they're out of it. I mean, these clones, they are out of the system completely. So they're just trying to get themselves back. Um, what? What is her name? What? What? What's her name? What's her leader's name? Uh, that Uh Bree? Bryn? Mm-hmm. She's harnessing them in. She's giving them jobs. She's telling them, hey, we're going to go find this artifact. It was, you know, from 2,000 years ago. And this one's from 3,000 years ago. And it, these important things that she's trying to get, obviously, she wants the money she Mm. wants the artifact she wants the fame she wants the money but she's bringing these guys along and she sees that the only way she's getting these things is with these dudes right and omega who Mm. is slaying through this whole thing like she's several steps ahead of bad batch and that makes sense because she's a she's the original clone she's the puzzle master she's the puzzle master yeah. she's the puzzle master she's the Rubik's. she's the rubik's cube of clones so i mean she's slaying through this whole thing i love the mech beast at the end i mean that was so so godzilla i mean yeah. so like i mean so anime i mean the thing was like crushing it destroying the planet we don't even know why <laughs> And I <laughs> just think hate that planet so why. much. <laughs> love that. Um, but, Smash! I mean, I thought this was a great, you know, it was a good, it, okay, i am take it back. It's not great. It's a good episode. And I love how we keep having, you know, droids that look like trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that was always a thing. Like, the droid was like the, looked like a trash can. R2-D2. Trash can. Here's Mel. And that's my name, Melkin, uh, you know, being a trash can, but but being a team player and, and coming in when it counted. So it had Star Wars written
2: all over it.
0: Yeah. You want to go ahead,
2: DP? Yeah. Um, it was a good episode. OK. Um, so, I mean, do we call it like Chekhov's Mech Beast? You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I was I was hoping to come on here and, and be like, okay, um, guys, what was that I seen? I mean, is that something I need to be aware of? You know, that's something that was in a lore that's just now being you know, reintroduced and everything. Um, so it sounds like you know, it was news to you guys just as much as me, you know, with that thing. It was a cool thing to see, and it did wake me up, you know, from a um typical Okay, this is just like a Raiders of the Lost Ark episode, them finding a the tomb and all that stuff, and all of a sudden it changes and wakes up into this big old thing. I'm like, okay, okay, we got something going on right here. Then the episode ends, you know, just like that. You know, it, it, it just does what it does, and then they kill my man, the um, the 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 um, the um, the droid. You know, I'm like, oh, how, how did they let the, the 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 mech beast kill the droid? You know, I wanted, it, it, it was it was a sad thing um but yeah overall it was a good way to um see our characters split up and you know come back together and didn't really have a lot of character development didn't really move the plot or i I, and i want to go back to something that you were saying ken i think with clone wars we seen like an overall arch of where it was going you know whereas this we're not really seeing where it's going it's happening at a particular time period but there's no, it, it doesn't appear to me as of yet. There's an overall overall arc to the season, right. you know. It just seems like it's a bunch of A team type stories. You know, they get in and get out. You know, do their jobs, and I can appreciate that to a degree. But I'm, I'm I'm i I just say this thing. I'm particularly favored in a um more, a, more of a serialized um yeah. It's more it's more structured. Yeah. 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 So um, but overall, I mean, I'm I mean. I, I, I always love Bad Batch. I mean, yeah. I'm always excited to see him every week. So I can I, I can I can't be disappointed, even with last week and everything it was it was it was good. And and what's missing? Crosshair. Yes. So okay. So if you want to call some over uh, something something's going to be happening with that. So uh-huh. we're getting like the plants and you know character stuff with our team, our heroes. Then we get Crosshair. You know every now and then see what he's doing. He seems to be the more interesting person you know and and why is that why is he more interesting because i think uh, it's
3: because his his story is in flux everything is changing around him plus we're learning all this information about what the empire actually did after Uh order 66 that we weren't privy to yeah while bad batch is they're doing fun things and they're entertaining right and they're and they're trying to make money and maybe the thing they're trying to learn is like you know they can't really be mercenaries because they just don't care about money like honor seems really annoyed by most of this stuff right he seems mm-hmm. just oh, yeah. genuinely, like i, I don't remember yeah. yeah
0: honor's big thing at the end of the uh, order 66 in the last season was like he said at the beginning of this season they just want him he wants them to make enough money for them to disappear
1: mm-hmm. and i think
0: the other members of bad batch are letting him know like hunter we're marked we can't just disappear i mean Andor has proved that no matter what you you know, when you're marked by the Empire, you can't just disappear, so I think that's what we'll probably see later on towards that Hunter will come to the realization that they just can't disappear, like they are marked, right? So it's one of those things that they're always going to have to do something, or always be, you know, part of the rebellion, always fight.
1: Um, they need Crosshair back. He's, yeah. he's an integral piece to that whole, to the, to the, to the team, and somehow i still feel like they're gonna he's gonna come back because the, the the two episodes where crosshair was sort of in conflict with the empire he he does he doesn't see any loyalty with them i mean i don't I, I mean they're giving him jobs just like bad batch is doing these jobs i mean i see crosshair he's just taking these menial jobs just to get by until he can make an adjustment in his brain as to i, I could be completely wrong but I want him to get back with Wrecker and Hunter and tech. I do. I really, I really do. I want to see these guys back together because they were, a,
3: they were fam. They were family. I, I agree with you in saying that that conflict is the next thing that's going to move the plot forward. Yeah. And until that happens, we could see a uh, hundred of these episodes where they just go and do something. And, you know, it, it's interesting and they use their skills in a way and and if this were a video game that's what i would expect right like 10 missions of that and then one mission where it's like wow crosshair's there and he's shooting at me and i gotta whatever you know what i mean that's what i would expect so i think the pacing is interesting in that they're sort of lulling us into this thing of the week this is the story of the week and hopefully it's to set up uh, a punch um i'm dying to know what happens to all these clones i mean there's Hundreds of millions of clones—you got to figure, just chilling, and you know
2: during. Well, I mean, not to interrupt you, buddy, but sure. we got five episodes and we only got one episode of Crosshair so far. Yeah, and uh, so
3: all so all that story was, and, and if you think about how maybe they would they could have paced this differently, is putting that into different pieces while this is going on, right? It almost yeah. feels like if they had deposited each act of that Crosshair story maybe in each episode. The pacing would be a little different, and we'd feel, right. you know, more like that was involved. But putting it together is its own decision, and I think that they were probably correct, is based on how each each episode has felt like its own pastiche of a different science fiction movie, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I said Blade Runner for episode uh, three. Episode four actually is just Phantom Menace. We don't have to look that hard. <laughs> look that hard. It was a Phantom Menace yeah. pastiche. Uh, this one, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? So Indiana Jones, I was getting big Temple of Doom vibes with uh, you know all that stuff too. So yeah, uh, I I agree. I think that that's that's a very interesting way to kind of organize the season. Um, What I'm saying, what I was saying about the millions of clones is that you know it's a very dangerous thing to have a a million millions and millions of soldiers with nothing to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's that's a a recipe a recipe for problems, and um, it was a problem. Uh, all throughout history, for the Roman Empire and in, you know, some of those uh, Eastern, uh, like African Chinese dynasties, like
1: Germany and yeah, and Russia and yeah, you know. where they would These have guys, problems. They, they weren't happy just peeling potatoes, were they? No, no, no.
3: no. Sure. There's everywhere, and even in 19, uh, 1917, the French army army mutiny during World War One. Mm. Uh, so that stuff happens, and uh, if there's not like, what are you going to do with these guys? Like, they're trained killers. They're they're really, really good at what they do, which is killing robots. But all the robots are dead. Right. So yeah, it's one
0: of those things. I mean, it kind of leads to, like, that straight, uh, you know, we'll call it, uh, as ZP as likes to say, we'll call it checkoffs remote, right? Uh, we're looking for that master remote that essentially kills them all, right, that hits the switch on that chip and fries all their heads. We've seen that in uh, Rebels, right, or Bad Bad Season 1 that, uh there is a way to override them all. I mean, I guess could could fry that, that kind of chip that they're all tied, you know, behind or, or kind of linked by, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, as you said, the only meat we have to this is really, we're looking for crosshair. Uh, and what's going on with him. And then the other story we have would be, I guess the mystery of Sid, as he said in the end of last week's, and how she double crosses people. So that's really the only other meat to what's going to happen with Sid. Where are they going to fall out with her? Is she going to do something to screw them over and lose their trust? So um, yeah, that's really the only, I guess, plot armor. We if, this were, if
3: this were Grand Theft Auto, and they interest introduced us to that guy last mm-hmm. week, and Wanda Sykes like in two in two consecutive missions. I'd assume that something bad is going to happen to Sid, and I'm going to end right. up just getting missions from these guys. And they're going to be like, You <laughs> got to get rid of Sid. Sorry. And, you know, you didn't. Know. Yeah.
1: So something may already have happened. Maybe, it's true. yeah. I mean, because we don't know. The last we saw was uh, Sid was, uh, she had some, uh, you know, a, uh, an option or a job. There's something else she was working on. And now all of a sudden, we're we're somewhere else. Right. So something happened. So that's interesting. There's a hole between episode four and five. Yeah. I, you know, and, and DP, I know you write a
0: lot and obviously you work on your comic book. I, and and Hitchell, we lose this every weekend. I really like how they kind of uh, Easter egg and drip feed so much stuff from episodes. You know, obviously with Indy coming out, we get the mm-hmm. Raiders. So we'll get the Indy references from Colony, which I don't find this stuff like, you know, ironic at it by any point or like, you know, this is all, this is put for a reason, right? These Easter eggs are put to, to sell something. You know, we find the payoff, we find the compass. It's really a wayfinder from the last trilogy, right? So yeah. we're getting yeah. these devices yeah. to kind of... red, black on, light. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, just a, a typical black light, right? And a, a wayfinder that's now a compass. So, you know, I, I do appreciate what Filoni does by trying to make plot devices important. Because once again, we discussed it, the last trilogy, there was so much stuff. There was so much context that if they spent the time to really pay off, you know, these devices, all these checkoffs, you know, whatever it is, I think we would have took more time and more liking into them because literally we called it a dumpster fire because there is just literally so much going on and so many things introduced that there was no backstory to it. So I think what... You see Filoni doing in all of these shows, whether it be Bad Batch, whether it be Andor, uh, Mandalorian. is We see a lot of devices from the stuff of the past now being paid off on top of the new stuff he's introducing. So I can really appreciate the work he's doing. He's yeah. doing two jobs right now. He's fixing things from the past, and he's introducing things to the future. And he's making it all make sense at the same time. He's the luxury, it
2: up
1: he's backing it up with right. evidence
2: the the you know? the luxury Filoni has that um that uh, Lucas didn't have in which he I don't know if he had an option or not was or he didn't want to was that start the 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 um, prequel stuff had to be movies you know it couldn't be like a series because at that point in time people wouldn't accept like a Star Wars series you know, for like the coming back of Star Wars and everything. So he introduced a whole bunch of stuff that should have been in a more expanded form in a, in a serial, you know, um uh, TV show type of format. feloni has the, the benefit of being able to expand the stories in like, you know, episodic, you know, natures and every, you know, nature and stuff. So he's able to stretch stuff, give a whole bunch of character development. You call it course correcting and everything, but I mean, if he was probably handed a movie, you know, a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour, you know, um, script or whatever, uh, or wrote a 25 it would probably end up the same type of jumbled mess and everything like um, um, George tried to. Introduces some, you know, core concepts that make, you know, that pique people's interest, but at the same time, uh, it, it, it really couldn't go anywhere because you only had so much time to tell the story, you know. And it was some great stuff in the pre- in the prequel stuff that, that was introduced, you know, it was you know, um, other than like Jar Jar and everything, you know, um, it's your favorite character. Now, now wait a minute. Now wait. I, I think I think
1: um, I think I heard somewhere there's a rumor that they're gonna do a uh, a Jar Jar Binks, um channel. could <laughs> be an actual. Uh, I heard it was uh, a musical, Ken.
2: It, it could be, it could movie. be a musical. No, they're, no, they're
1: just bro. getting the parts together. Um, they don't haven't gotten anyone to actually play Jar Jar yet. Um, but they're they're they got a Ain't couple people enough. in mind long enough.
0: I, I got a new chord for you. Let's do Jar Jar versus Omega because I can't stand either of their voices. So, uh, <laughs>
1: you know, and it could be the same. Maybe Omega is Jar Jar. No. Like,
0: Nah. I feel <laughs> like the I,
3: character. I think you're right. It's too high pitched. I wish they dropped. I, I can't. I don't understand.
0: Like she's a clone, a perfect version of all of them, but she's not even English. She's Australian. So like,
1: I I, I have know. to have subtitles on to watch episodes where she's in because I don't know what the
0: hell. <laughs> yeah, because she, she has like an Australian, but it's almost like she has like a little bit of an impediment. So some
1: of the words that come off are like yep. I don't like, really fully. Yeah. Like, she's she's got a space between her teeth or something. Like, like there's <laughs> air. Like, something's going on. Like, I can't understand oh, what right. she's saying.
2: So, is she staying, like, the same age? Or is she actually growing? Like, she is... Are oh,
0: they, I mean, that's one thing they haven't just... They talked about, you know, and I wish... You know, we alluded to that. Like, maybe we see it in that maybe Mandalorian co- trailer about Kamino. But they don't go into, like, as far as, like, does she de-age? Does she age slower? Because she is, like, a perfect version I guess of the clones or a version
3: has free will right so we so don't she know should be if like 45 years old or yeah, something like that yeah, when, yeah, when, you when, should be a lot older than, why, than, who yeah, who yeah. else is gonna know all the crap about grogu though? I mean it, it would make a lot of sense for her to show up in Mandalorian season three to be like I was on Camino and I can tell you all about the cloning program what it, do you yeah. want to know about it oh you want to know whether he's a clone I can answer that question by the way I've been on a cartoon show you've maybe heard about With my guys, the Bad Batch, bring them on out here! Get out here, guys! Come on! Right, (laughs) come out! But hey, Neo (laughs) City, we wouldn't understand what you just said. It would be completely, completely innocuous. We'd be like, "What? What did she say? Huh? She's doing? She's saying, come on out here!'" No one comes out. It's like, "Oh yeah, they've they've been dead for a while."
0: So you're saying like we should flip like a Mandalorian episode and make it like they did with um the end of She-Hulk and make it like a Ricky Lake episode. And they yeah. all come on, they introduce it.
1: Space yeah. Ricky Lake, yeah. Yeah. and and use Ricky Lake too. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she,
3: she, would have, she would have to be a droid. She would have to be a droid. So. It could be like a mori episode. Abandoned at the Jedi Temple. <laughs> this child was left by no one by the Jedi Order.
0: But now, nah, I mean, that, he's that out of something. control.
3: He's out of control. Look at him, eating, drinking bone broth, eating <laughs> eggs. He's a trouble child. He's been rolling around the galaxy with this. Character here dressed all in tinfoil.
1: There, there, you,
2: yes, there
1: that's, it is. that's what we need more
2: of. Steel City,
1: mm. that's
2: funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if that did happen in Man, Mando, I mean, that would, I would, that would make my day, I would make me way more interested in Omega than I am now, you know. Now, that is some product synergy,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is entertainment.
1: So you're interested in Omega?
3: I mean you got this character is one. Yeah. The character is interesting Two, It's there there's a possibility for Omega to be the living link between like with the information about what was actually going on yes. between the prequels and the world yeah. beyond uh the original trilogy, which is important because there's not an informational link. So if you want people in the uh, Mandalorian time frame to know about things that happen in the prequel time frame so to, to link those Clone War era events to the Mandalorian you need somebody that's going to remember them all and yeah. Omega actually is situated because of her you know encyclopedic knowledge of the clone program which she demonstrated in season one she's the person that would know all that crap so why would why would Disney not want to sell more Omega stuff I, I right. just i i agree completely but they gotta they gotta move it up
1: they gotta move move the story along a little bit more i need more information i want to see her develop more i want to see more connection between the timeline where we are now and where we're going hitch
0: makes a real good point but then the problem becomes is if you make her a real life actor so you would have to find somebody in the right age frame right to do a real life story because he's right, we would want to see like the link. Because outside of her, the only link we would have would be R2D2 or C3PO
1: mm-hmm. that
0: are right now at this time frame detached from Anakin or anyone, right? So they're just droids, um, that we that are found and then reunited, right? By the by the um, by the um. Rebels. So, well, rebels, yeah. The, the,
1: yeah, so rebels.
0: right now, they're really the only almanac outside of Omega that we have of the events over these this period of time. So it will be nice to get a recollection, maybe even like a – because do, they do that with um, Boba, right? Just an episode of yeah. her. They don't even have to give her a whole show, right? Just maybe peel off a, a half of a Mandalorian episode if he meets up with her, and then we go to her kind of backstory, and she kind of maybe fills in the blank.
3: Here's my pitch. You ready? Book of Boba Fett. Season two, episode one. She shows up. Green Power Ranger. By the end of the episode, White Power Ranger. Well, that's what the joy. Was. That, that's what
0: it was, right? That's definitely what the giant. That's what I, the vibes were when I saw that giant thing raise up. I'm like, oh my god, it's the green. It's the green sword. It's the green dragon <laughs> yeah, sword.
3: That uh, that Rita, right? Whatever. Rita Revolve, Make right? my monster grow. <laughs> that, that was that was uh, Mecha
1: Godzilla. That was that. Uh, yeah, you know that's what I saw with the okay with the with the proton fire, you know, from the mouth and just uh, carving a straight line in the earth. I mean, it was very primitive destruction. I mean, there wasn't really anything there that was like catastrophic. It was just, it was, it was shooting a death ray that went in a, a lateral line, and that was it. It was very <laughs> I boring. I
2: don't think that was something from the there. empire that they left behind, or you know well, it,
0: it, well yeah it was weird because they said it was dated way before then which yeah. uh, i yeah, mean way,
1: way before right had, we
0: don't really know though right i mean there yeah. were, other than it was at a it wasn't even a temple right so they literally got in a in some type of alien type um foreign you know
3: technology that was so like you know do, do you guys know there are some uh there's some like nuclear waste material that's going to be harmful for like fifty thousand years right and there's been all these discussions about how to make a site that's storage for that stuff so self-evidently like stay away from here forever psychologically to humans that you don't have to rely on actual language because that's how long of a time span you know 50,000 years is on the planet where people wouldn't recognize a sign you just would write that says get the hell away from here it's radioactive waste so it, it's bizarre to me that this what what is the purpose of this thing because obviously, it's not it's not some dangerous thing that they hid or else they would have hidden it there would be no way to get in there right, right. so what is the purpose of this of this mecha horse that you have like you have like a like their energy in a bottle and then you pull the cap off but the energy comes back I just didn't understand the mechanism but then well, again it was protecting something wasn't it
1: I mean it was protecting that tomb that they were getting that the, the you know the artifact from. So wasn't it was,
2: it, was it, if you was steal my thing. if you steal my
1: ruby key.
3: I'll burn the whole planet down. Yeah. That's just so crazy. Sure, I mean, and, yeah. and the
1: brain they it was the heart, right? It was the heart. <laughs> the, the I thought
3: that was, that was basically
1: like the key,
0: I'd like to basically start the thing up. It was like a, right. like, but like, a how film much film of that story?
3: How much of that story do you think was was real? You know what I All mean? Right. Like, I I don't know that it seemed like some of that was being made up as they were going along just to keep yeah you know keep hunter basically moving forward and then fee was just like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. I mean, where it was, it was the, kind I, of, fun. I wanted this, I wanted this. I didn't get this from, I really thought we were going to get one of these things from, um, uh, from Raiders, you know, where they measures out the sand and then puts it down <laughs> and it doesn't work. <laughs> and I, I felt a little bit cheated that that didn't happen, but that's okay.
0: Uh, another yeah. interesting point toward that episode as well is uh, the Jedi reference, right? I wasn't expecting that, you know, that they, understand about Jedi lore, ancient Jedi, you know, ancient Sith. I mean, that was really interesting. I mean, but these being clones, it just shows how intelligent, right, they really are. Um so I I appreciated that kind of they didn't know if it was a Jedi temple artifact kinda. So it just lets you know, you know, I guess, outside of the Jedi themselves, how much people understand the lure of the Jedi and the Sith and how I mean I guess, part of the universe they are, because when we think about it, we think it's really a lot more um, of a closed circle, closed society type when you hear Jedi, and most people outside of them really think of them as a myth, right? Space wizards. A lot of people don't believe what they really are until they come on and actually see one face-to-face, so I could appreciate that part that they kind of went into like understanding the history of them and the mystique of Jedi
2: they don't really know or understand them, but yet they have like a whole council and government and everything that, um, really? Okay.
3: Yeah. It's like they're, they're, they're the elite. You know how, like, uh, if you look at, at histories, they're always slanted toward giving you information about rich and powerful people because that's, mm-hmm. who can afford to promulgate a history of themselves. Star Wars is my take has been that that's kind of the star Wars we've been getting up to now is that sort of take and it's less, you know, it's more like a palace intrigue more than it is, uh, like struggles between, you know, groups of people or like, you know, uh, a civil war or something like that. It's always felt more top heavy. Like it's just the very, very top echelon. Like, um, uh, how in, like Shakespearean plays for some reason, there's always a Duke and, uh, you know, a doge or whatever involved for some reason, like you just got to have those guys, uh, but now we have ground level soldiers, right? These are special forces guys, but you know, they're they're their operative rank in our society isn't anything more than like SEAL Team Six. So they're, you know, uh, bosun chiefs or whatever, like really high-paid NCOs, essentially, really high specialized NCOs. So they're not, you know, um, in that elite class. You know, they're they're working people, the same way I think the characters in Andor are. So it's interesting to see Star Wars by not using the Jedi in these more um, earthy depictions of their universe, they're really setting up that that is that what is makes you like, this is the currency of elite is having force powers in the star Wars universe.
1: You know, that's an interesting point because star Wars, the characters we know are the ones that are fighting the fight. Like they are, they are out there. They're in the spotlight. They're on, they're in the tabloids. They're in the, in the news you know, Luke, Leia, Han, they're up there with, uh, you know, everybody knows their name. But then there's this whole hundreds of thousands of undercurrent soldiers and story manipulators that are there that are actually carrying the whole thing along. But when we initially got Star Wars, it was really just these five characters, you know, the human characters. We had a droid, we had a we had a Wookiee and we had Darth Vader. I mean, that was basically it. But there was this other vast number of people that were like us, like yeah. doing the work, right. you know, like moving this thing along. And now we're getting all that story. And and, yeah. the, and Disney is letting us see and Filoni is letting us see that one simple person, one simple character can move a story in a, in a, in whatever way they want um I mean and I, and these cartoons are so like the clone Wars it was so, like initially i i hated them but now i
3: love them <laughs> i almost but didn't want to is- do them like after the first one I was almost like <laughs> I was almost like can these guys do these without me
1: <laughs> now I'm totally vested in anything animated with Star wars because they're they're giving me these little nice little historical nuggets that draw things together and they can do things in a very uh, quick fashion too. It doesn't take years to do these things. It takes months to do these animated
2: stories and they're chock full of information. I mean, there's so much stuff. It's, it's like if you were really hungry, you know, if you were a super star Wars fan and everything, you know, sort of hesitant on the animated stuff, this sort of like quench it. It's sort of like, I guess, a snack between dinners, you know, um, <laughs> you know, the, the movies are like, sure. you know, the main courses and everything, but you get like this, the snacks and, you know um, you know, some good snacks and everything with like the animated stuff and maybe like the, um, um or maybe I, I should say the the TV shows are, are a bit of more of a, a, lunch thing, you know, and then whenever the movie come back out, you get your main course and stuff. And hopefully it's not like rise of Skywalker. You know, but
1: I don't even see a difference between the uh, the cartoons and the
2: live action stuff anymore. It's not supposed to be. I, I'm I'm looking it's at this whole thing as as a uh, as it was what T Mitch likes to say as a casual you know as a person coming into like the universe. It's all one thing to me. Yeah, I don't see any difference because it they, they tell the story cohesively so much to where okay, there's not too many inconsistencies there. With with um you know this um, medium from the animated stuff to like the live action you know movie stuff to like the um the 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 TV show stuff to like the comic stuff and everything it's all one thing it's all one story to me you know mm-hmm. unlike with you know with Marvel stuff you know um you get like reboots and stuff and you know convoluted stuff that they have to redo like every few years and stuff. Um, and their comics is not related to like the movie stuff. All that stuff is separate. This year is all one thing, which I'm, I'm, I'm down for.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter wh- whether it's an animated, a cartoon, whether it's CG and cartoon together or live action or special edition. It's still it's it's all it's all uh, part of one story, one story. That's yeah. right. I mean, that's
0: but that's kind of like, and, you know, we've alluded to this, right? Everybody wants to give Disney crap, right? But, I mean, this has been like a masterstroke by them, right? Because they took the property of Marvel and they made it. They, they put Kevin Feige ahead of it, right? Because when it started, it was rough. You know, we had to redo Hulk and there was a lot of stuff. And what they did is they made I a re-enterned. singular, right? It had, they had a couple hiccups. I mean, phase four, we won't get into yet. But uh, for the most part, you know, it's been a singular kind of, arc right that they've had different sagas into it but there's been a singular arc and there's really been feige really one main voice driving the story um what disney has done with star wars is the same they've taken on filoni and favreau right and they've made one singular person tell us multiple arcs of stories but there's still that one singular head that's driving the story so as we talked about it whatever medium you're watching on it's it's all this it feels the same right yeah um there's so many shows that you watch those you talk about that the cartoons aren't like it i mean personally i think the dc animated stuff is 20 times better than any of the movies they release and that's not even close right so oh yeah i mean you know that's that's something I, i don't understand how warner brothers has a property so strong that they don't release more of their cartoon stuff because it's way better than any theatrical release they've ever done.
2: It's animated and they don't respect the animated stuff. Bro, you know? it's, only it's the they put the, they they put effort into like the live action, you know. But otherwise Disney, they respect the whole thing, you know, and Kathleen Kennedy, you know, to her credit and everything, she began like the Star Wars, I mean the the Lucasfilm uh, Lucasfilm story group, you know, yeah, that right. sort of put everything in a, a cohesive type thing. So whenever That's they good. brought creators on, um Okay, you could tell a section of the story. This is how you can um this is this is the playground that you could this is a sandbox you could play in, play with it how you want, but this is the this is stuff that you can't touch, you know, or can't change or whatever. So gives you a good wiggle room, like with Andor and everything. The Gilroy boys, they 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 play within a, a section of the sandbox and everything, um, and still created something way different. It, it shows you like you're just a whole creativity that you can come to in this thing and have it not take away from, you know, what you like and love.
1: Mm-hmm. And Kathleen Kennedy has been there all along. I mean, she was involved in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Was Temple of Doom. She was an executive producer. She knows the stories, you know, the, the, the characters and the importance of having you know the audience engaged, and what what do you need to do to keep the audience engaged? And she's, I mean, she's kept that all along. I mean this whole this whole project from the beginning when Disney bought Star Wars the franchise. I mean, it was a slam dunk. I don't think they've had a dog yet. I mean, there hasn't been oh, anything.
2: Hey, it, it was a big controversy letting go of the extended universe that you know, need the EU stuff. Oh everything.
3: my! Don't do that on the, not on this group no 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 we don't we don't talk about we don't talk about (laughs) we don't talk about the legend series and the using vong and you know you know ben skywalker and Mm. jason solo yeah that could all go away i mean what (laughs) they've
1: got right now is a great you know connection and storyline and i mean they're doing a slam dunk job with the whole thing
3: i i think we've posed this question before um, you know, maybe a, maybe a year ago, maybe longer, but I I think that what Ken is maybe hitting on here is that what they're doing at Disney is starting to. I think eclipse what what they had done with Legends. I, I think it's starting to get to a point yeah. where what they're what they're doing now has reached a level of maturity where, you know, they have enough stories running in enough timelines at the same time that it's starting to. Become more intricate than uh, than legends, and I think filling in the gap here between episodes three and four, and fleshing out what happens after Return of the Jedi are going to go a long way. And I think a lot of this has to do with it's probably just disappointment that the sequel trilogy wasn't more coherent and cohesive, mm. because that's the thing that you know if you were a fan of those books. Uh, they all fit together one on top of the other to the point where you read it and they'd recap stuff that was in another book, but you'd read that book. So you just would flip through. You don't need to see it again. So you remember, cause it was set 600 pages. Like you don't, you don't need any more pages on that, on that one story. Like if you're like, it's almost like, if you remember back in this age, Luke got a blah, 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 blah. You're like, who cares about that? I remember that, mm-hmm. and that was when he was, you know, when he turned it, I remember that. whole thing. So I, I think we're finally getting to the point where the volume of storytelling has reached a critical mass, and it's like when you're trying to get a kite up in the air, and you're running, you got to run for a while until it can hold itself up, and then once you get above a certain
2: point and there's wind, it stays up there. Mm-hmm. Well, they do need to figure out what what's, what's happening after Rise of Skywalker, so... We, we in
3: 30 years, they have to figure that out. They can go for 30 years making things in real time before that comes and up, fixing, and I think
2: fixing the holes along yeah. the way. So, so, look, so, how long does the fandom? I and I and I, 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 okay, now that you're saying, okay, I agree, you have a lot of time, there's still a lot of stories to tell and everything, so you can placate the fans for like a minute, but how even long, say,
3: like 15 years until Ben flips, right? You, you know, you've got a decade here where you can make whatever you want.
2: Okay, so um, h- how long will it be before fans are like more impatient? Okay, we dealt with this section of Star Wars. We dealt with these years. What happens after? What's what's what is the um, what is the uh, what does Star Wars look like? What is their empire? Is there you know some type of what is the crisis or whatever? What does Star Wars look like after you know rise and everything? You know, um, and they're I know already work, they're, they're, they're already working there. on that. Yeah, they're working on that right now what 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 is what is what will fans accept because what they're giving us right now is so much stuff inside of a timeline you know that is it is it in is is a creativity coming is it creativity coming from everything that that was pre you know predating um we're well not predating but you know from like the, the lucas stuff and everything where as soon as you get past like rise of skywalker you're just creating like a whole new world and stuff doesn't make sense or you know stuff may be great or who do you who do you trust in in the you know whose hands do you trust into that you know are you saying like what what point in the timeline
1: or what story would the star wars fandom like to see in the theaters like on the big screen because let's face it that's where star wars lives On the big screen, so we've we've pretty much accepted this. Now we're going to be watching this on anything from a 17 inch to a 85 inch screen now, like, and we don't have to go anywhere. Star Wars is no longer in public. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a a movie theater. Right. So where does that start? Because I, to me, if I saw a commercial during the Super Bowl, whatever that. There was going to be a Star Wars movie. Where where does that fall? What content does that
3: movie involve? I want really? to see the continuing adventures of Poe and Finn. Poe and Finn. Okay, I want but you to team, team them up. Lineup. I want to see them go.
0: Right. Yeah, but then but then that draws the line, right? Because now we know the Finn, sen- uh, Finn is sen- uh, force sensitive. So does he become Jedi trained in this new society? Right. Does he just because we already I mean, he's have a young our, man maybe right he wants to him.
3: maybe he wants to see the Harrison, galaxy
0: we already have our Harrison ford type you know character in in the new oh, damn, What what, really what, the new what is the threat
2: i mean we we are they are they repeating the same beats is there an like, Empire is the new yeah. order, or is it I think, new yeah, order? Yeah, or, I, like,
0: I think I think DP you're on to something because like i think what we learned from the sequel trilogy is you can't repeat the same right we mm-hmm. had star killer base which was another death star we had like the new order whatever it was the first order the final order like they have to be ultra creative if they're going to move forward and come up with some kind of whole new threat whether it be now that they know what the unknown regions are maybe there's a, a secret war between you know like you know we do we're doing the marvel secret wars you're I mean, right, with the Cree, right. maybe we introduce the, there's a Cree war yeah. or something. Yeah. They have to get ultra creative yeah. yes. because we've already seen the main galaxy. We need right. to get to these regions we've never seen. Don't, and I don't, think that's what opens the up Star same Wars.
2: same beats and everything yeah, that, right. that, we, yeah. that we're familiar with just because it's Star Wars. You right. know, so you don't want to see a Anakin Skywalker clone.
0: We don't need that. We tried that. They tried that in the sequel trilogy yeah. in the film.
2: Yeah. It, it well, didn't work. I mean, but but why 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 do I mean you might as well re- reboot the whole thing if you're gonna do that? Yeah. You know, but why why go back to that? Now we could have like um uh, not not legacy characters, but you know, descendants, you know, mm. you could start reintroducing descendants of you know, um, and I'm sure that was you know, introduced in the EU and stuff that you could bring back, you know, and start and make them new. You know, we can have like start having descendants of you know um our legacy characters. I mean, I'll be I'll be down for that. Um, but it doesn't have to repeat the same beast that we already seen in like the um the 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 um four, five, and six and like you know, the the pre the prequel, I mean the sequel trilogy and everything.
1: What about what about a feature film that told the story of Leia as in between obi-wan or kenobi ended and like whatever happened after that like Alice, you, know,
0: you know what's an interesting point about what you just said i don't know if you guys i mean you, you might know but so they just released a panel for star wars celebrations in europe and that female voice actor who is actually the, the female actress who played leia young leia is like one of the main features of Celebration. So I think that she has a lot bigger part to play in the Star Wars, and she might even continue her role maybe into a Leia series. Now that I see that she's – I mean, she's forefront of, on the panel. And if you're on a panel, you're somebody pretty important.
1: Yeah, and, and you might be there for a while. So um, like a Rogue One type of thing, but not with everyone dying at the end. <laughs> but like, like, <laughs> a, like that vibe though, right? Because yeah. Rogue One – I mean, admit it. I'll watch that movie all day long. That's a great film. That's a great Star Wars film. So I'd like to see that. but Leia's story, like how did how did she go from this little little precautious girl, right into a rebellion leader?
2: I mean, now I mean you're going back into. Are, are you wanting that in a movie type format? Movie, Cause, like because again, you're going back into like the timeline and everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can
0: do it in a movie. that has to be a series. I, I don't, uh, I don't see know. It. I
2: think they could do it as a movie
0: because they, they can lead that right up to literally that tunnel scene in episode six or episode four, right? So mm-hmm. at the end of Rogue One, literally right until we see Vader and then her sending the distress signal to Obi Wan. They literally can tie tie the whole arc together in a series. And end us right where she starts off, and the deaths are.
3: I think there's a lot of places for them to go in. In that, you know, that in between three and four, I think after after the sequel trilogy, you know, it's it's hard. I want to. I almost want to see something before you show me what happens to Ray and, and Finn and Poe and those in those characters, and Chewie since Chewie's alive for some reason, uh, and Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> and Jar Jar has not been confirmed dead. We do not have there's eyeballs no, on his dead. No, we don't gun have gun eyeballs body. on
1: his eyeballs and
3: his, his battered, dead. broken, destroyed, chopped, burnt there, body there, there, they didn't show control. a body. They didn't show a body. A boy nope. can dream. A boy can dream. I almost feel like you need to show me something like um, like if you showed me the end of uh the civil war, right? And then you showed me a glimpse of World War II, all right. I would want to see how, what the events of that sequel trilogy, right, the ending of the Sith conflict, the destruction of Palpatine, and the rebooting of the Jedi Order under whatever Ray is going to create. I would want to see that that order in its next crisis, right? Just to see what it is that they're trying to do, or see like some of the outcome. And that okay. could maybe re-energize okay. the stakes of the, okay. the stories that they have oh, after that. The movie so,
2: so what you're essentially saying there, and you're hitting on something um, and I would actually like to see, because it doesn't have to be done in a, in a, in a movie type format, but it could be a built up to like a movie. Sort of like the political, because Star Wars really came political for me, you know, mm-hmm. especially with you know, everything that, you know, Lucas introduced in, in, in a prequel stuff. So you can't just have just like a galaxy of, of like adventures well, you can, but everything because there's so many types of stories you could tell. But the overall stuff, okay, the war is ended. So how does society and everything deal with like the afterwards and everything? Um, you know, uh, how, how does um you know um government structures get built again, rebuilt, and then there's another pending war coming, you know? You could see that in like a series, and then the actual war, you know, Star Wars again, you know. Um, and this is the the um the World War II or or so you know what what, what you know what you were trying to like you your know, allude to uh, the bigger conflict right the bigger conflict the
3: conflict that sets up why you know why things are like they are like for instance let's just something something that could be weird like they should like the Jedi show up and they're like either hyper militaristic right like they have all a bunch of futuristic gadgets that make them completely totally deadly or maybe they have nothing to do with lightsabers or anything and they have completely said no we don't do that anymore. And that would inform you a lot about the choices that Ray makes it would also give you you know let's say she starts moving in the opposite direction towards or against violence depending on what you depicted later it could make that interesting too because why are they what are they getting wrong about the teacher that is like there has to be their most revered teacher if the Jedi order is extant and successful in the a century or two after Ray reestablishes it mm-hmm. so it sets up right. it sets up basically, the, the large outlines of what the historical narrative of what happens is. Mm-hmm. But as we discussed earlier, you know, histories tend to be written by certain people. You know, there's the old axiom that history is written by the victors, but it's also written by the people that can afford to have someone write a history about them and pay them to do it. That's not everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and so there is a constant tension between um, the truth of history as we understand it, And the truth of history as it's understood, it's as it's happening, right? Mm. I've I've been thinking about this a lot for some reason. And I think it's maybe because we're coming up on the year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. And I have this weird feeling that if you look at what's going on historically now on the planet, that's going to be the thing that's going to be dominant uh, if we're looking at it in 10 years, right? Like, wow, that's the era was defined by that. And yeah. there's so much other crap going on <laughs> that it's hard for me to even yeah, yeah, hold that in, in my you're mind in right the now. Moment and
2: everything, you know. So it's almost like a, a, a norm. You're so in the moment and everything, but history is going to write. Okay, this was the defining point. The yeah, kind of like how so the I, Cold War was back in the '80s and stuff. I'm like, okay, wow, that was a big thing back then. But mm-hmm. in the moment, I remember just going outside watching Transformers and you know, um, coming home from school and all that and everything. It, 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 it was crazy back then. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what my parents had to deal with. Yeah, you know.
1: So it sounds like we're good with like the way the the post prequel ended. Okay, are we are we good with how that ended? And
2: it, 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 that it ended story, how it, so you know, it um,
1: is, yeah, it's one
0: of those. It is what it is. I mean the the only thing that I got from. You know, not really inside information, but the only thing that's le- leaning out there is Ray's name. Um, that's still no. the hidden part as far right, as right. her being Ray Palpatine.
1: Um, I don't like that part. I they're still
0: playing like with her name, whether it her mother's maiden name. So they're still toying with that, actually, what they're going to do. Um, the name that leaked out there potentially is Ray Solana, which is a descendant of a Kenobi as well. So um, that I like. There's a lot. There's a lot out there. I mean, there's a lot of things they're writing. I mean,
3: I I really wish they would have. I think they just need to pick a lane with that and stick with yeah. it, man. Like I, I I was fine with with the you know her her parentage being a big deal for her and then not really important. I was fine with it being, uh, that being sort of a lie, uh, I, I, whatever. But look, I'm, snip, snap, snip, snap. Like I just just pick one. Leave right. it there. If she's important and she's Sheev's granddaughter, I mean, again, if we're looking at the history of the galaxy, we're going to be talking about the time before she Palpatine, you know, right. successfully gathered the reins of the uh, governance of the entire galaxy into one hand for the like the only time it ever happened. <laughs> and after that, like, it's going to be a big deal thing. Right. We would talk about. We talk about. I know. We talk about zero CE being you know, the, t- traditionally the birth of Jesus Christ, but it's also basically when Augustus was in, put in charge of Rome. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's basically the same exact time. So this would be, you know, for, again, those descendants 100 years mm-hmm. after the Battle of Yavin or 200 years after the Battle of Yavin, mm-hmm. you know, that's a historical signpost for them that's going to define the era. It's, it's going to be, they'll probably call themselves like 100 years after the restoration of the Jedi Order or like 200 years after. Pal- like they will would, they would think about it in those terms. It's the same uh, yeah. way we probably think, like visually, uh, we probably envision ourselves as X amount of years from things like, um, like the Berlin Wall falling for some of us, uh, and nine eleven, and now the pandemic. Right, we're thinking about our our lives in those sorts of um, terms of eras, too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, no. Guys. But I, I mean, I, I yeah. think about weird thoughts all the time.
0: No, I, I'm definitely. Weird I definitely house. do that. I definitely do that as well. I always, yeah, I always divulge in these like these rabbit holes of Star Wars. I mean, and then they've opened the ultimate one. I mean, we've already discussed Ahsoka and they introducing the the world between worlds, maybe doing some time jumping as they do in Marvel and whatnot. So that really opens up. Not even retconning, but now changing the events of the past and future right because mm-hmm. now we don't have to as dp said we don't have to retcon it because if she goes in the world between worlds or something happens the events of the future automatically change so then there is no longer a ray palpatine she can be something else so this this ahsoka series i think is really going to be vital to the future of what the feloni star wars will look like and star wars moving forward i think the i think everything i mean when we talked about the Mandalorian be important. I think this Ahsoka series and the way they pull this off will be all eggs in the basket to what the future of Star Wars will be, what future movies will look like, because literally this is going to be the reset for everything. Hmm. This is really that, that that reset that we're going to get, because if she does go into one of those tunnels, that alters history forever. It alters all. We talk about Luke. We talk about what happened. I mean, literally, it changes everything. That we know. And also that lets people like us and some of those super fans who know it all and seem to think that their opinion matters more than anybody else and we have to do it one way. Well, it now debunks everything you say because now yeah. everything's a reset, right? So we can't complain about what we know because literally it's a reset. And what
3: that gives power- she, Like what if all she does is go, I mean, this would change literally nothing about what happens in the next 20 years, but all she does is say to Luke in Ben's bedroom, like, yo, quit it. And he just like right. turns around instead of, instead of lighting the lightsaber and that's all that changes. And they flash back exactly. to like, you know, after, after mm-hmm. episode six, it would, and you'd be like, Oh crap. I guess that's I mean, a completely be... different situation now.
0: And yeah, you get I to mean, see it
3: again. It'd be cool.
0: Correct. So, I mean, that's, and, and that, like I said, it makes it cool. It changes everything. We don't have to complain then because there's your reset, right? You can now depict whatever you want. The events change yourself, and it rewrites itself. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this bad bash discussion really, really let us down into a pleasant rabbit hole as to
2: always does.
0: Why we love, yeah, why we love Star Wars, because We're as weird. we said, one, you know, one episode like this leads us into 8,000 other theories, right? I mean, just because the expansiveness of literally 25 minutes of content, right? Just yeah. all these other thoughts, which is <laughs> because crazy. Because it just doesn't suck.
1: You know, it's it, it, true good right? stuff. I mean, yeah. there's good writing We were engaged, and maybe it wasn't the best episode. Maybe it's not going to be the best episode of all 16. Is that how many we got here?
2: 16, whatever.
1: But we'll still, if, if, uh, you know, three weeks from now, you said, Hey, well, how about that entombed episode? Hey, I would recognize every, I I could tell you what happened, you know, verbatim. You know, so everything that they're doing right now has legitimate. Um, you know, presence. I mean, I, you know, I, I dig it. I mean, I'm having a great time as a, as a I don't know. I don't consider, well, maybe I'm a super fan. I'm a super geek as far as star Wars is concerned, but I don't know everything, but as far as loving star Wars, this fits my, you know, it's it fits in, it fits in with what I accept as star
2: Wars. It's good. It's good. I look forward to it every week. I mean, in. Yeah.
3: Yep. and and it's and it's the right amount of like right. content to be for us to easily consume and discuss 22 yeah. minutes is like i oh. can do that without ha- any any friction from my 18 month old and her brand new eye teeth <laughs> 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 yeah
0: fun times teeth cut the cutting is the, <laughs> the greatest uh, the greatest man. time to be a parent it's, uh, it's okay
3: well. you know you know we're doing a lot of um a lot of ice in the bottles of milk so that's been that's been a uh, that's been helpful so far it's a trip. trip. Right. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: guys, another another fun episode, uh, another way to wrap up the week here leading into next week. And that'll be, I guess, uh, our act one finale um, of, you know, Bad Bats. So uh, what we'll do, and I know these episodes are shorter, so, uh, you know, sometimes you guys maybe think we're rambling, but uh, no, it's just so much discussion. So what we can do next week is we'll overall we'll go over the episode six. And then basically we can do, I guess uh, we'll do an Act 1 kind of review of those first six. So we can discuss how that little, the batch, because I'm pretty sure they'll tie it in like that as well, with it being such a long series. So we can probably break it down in Act One, Two, Three, like we did with the other series just when we were watching bunches of the episodes. So, um, yeah, uh, stay peeled for that as well, guys. And until next week, uh, this is the way.
3: This let's is let's the play. way.